So, hello everyone. We have hello. another Lou. We have another guest another with us. Another guest. And I can't wait for you to hear the voice of this person sitting across <laughs> from us. <laughs> la la la. <laughs> Wow, she's got a deep voice. She has such a deep voice. Um, Just kidding. She's not a she. She's not a she. No. Um, Because I believe that this man sitting across from me right now has a voice that is, uh, that everyone, you could hear your voice and know exactly who it is, Um, which I absolutely love. And uh, so... Created for a purpose, yes, sir. Yes. So, welcome to the Dear Life I'm In podcast. I am Chantel Dayton. I am Lou Crenshaw, and we are joined by our guest, Austin Stack. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yes, we're we're very very happy to have you. We had your wife um, last month. Uh, for Mother's Day. Yeah, for Mother's Day. And we talked about having you on for Father's Day and just what it's like to be a parent and to raise children and what the perspective, um, what it looks like and just like the inside of being outside of the room of your kids and just looking at like, oh my gosh, I have children and they're one day going to grow up and be an adult and what that kind of does like to your person, how it changes you as a man, how it changes you as a husband, um, and just how you grow. And so we're just going to like dive into some perspective. Um, yeah, on that, but first, so talking about being a parent, um, I, I was just, usually I start the podcast with something kind of silly, um, that is like wondering about something like, uh, like pooping and watching Instagram. That was one of the things that I talked about at one point in time. Um, but then just like when you were a kid and you wondered what you were going to be when you grew up, um, like, what am I going to be? I don't even think it was necessarily like you wondered what you were going to be, but what you could actually do. Like the point when you were a child and then you got to be like, uh, I don't know, like seven, eight, nine, then you kind of started to look forward to like, wow, I could actually do things that, that like cause an effect on people. So like your behavior starts to change a little bit. Um, but I remember when I was a kid, I would like wonder what it was like to fly. Like I wanted to know what it was like to fly, like not just like in an airplane, but actually like fly. Did you guys ever have anything like that? Mm. No, what did you think? What would you have liked? Uh, I always wanted to be a garbage man. <laughs> really? Yeah. I remember like looking out in the front window when the when the garbage truck would come by. I was like, I want to be a garbage man someday. Because they got to like ride on the back of the truck? Yeah, back then like, they'd have two people. One was driving yeah. it and one would be like on the side. And he'd yeah. just kind of like pop off, throw the garbage in. And I'm like, that's so cool. And then like a couple houses would go by and then he just dumped the whole thing in there. Yeah. So like, yeah, thinking about like, you know, going back to, man, that I, what I can remember... That's yeah. the first thing I wanted to be was a garbage man. That's and then so I cool. came into like a sports athlete, like I want to be a baseball player. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't until recently where I was like, man, I could I could do something with my life. You know? <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the first like inclination. I was like, yeah, I want to be a garbage guy. Uh, that's cool. That's crazy. Taking out the trash. Yeah. yeah. There we go. How about you? Um, I wanted to be, I never thought about like 
because we we've probably talked about this before like I didn't have this grand imagination of like what if I could you know have magic powers or something I wanted to be an emergency room surgeon and then I was like not good enough at math and so I was like well that's not gonna work (laughs) I like science but I am not good at math so we're not going anywhere in that direction yeah and now I'm like so glad that I was not I mean that's so great that I'm not I would not want to do it yeah what a job yeah yeah, to have like literally someone's yeah. life in your hands. Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, all the stress and the trauma of watching. Oh, yeah, I'm just very glad that that was not where calling. my story Sorry, went. Yeah, I just wasn't great at math. <laughs> and here I am. Blame it on math. To fly. Yeah. And was like, I wonder what it's like to be a, yep. a surgeon. Yep. Yeah. So that was that was something that I just thought would be kind of cool to even like look at. Like even as, as, a, as an adult now and having, I don't have children, but Austin, you do. Um, but before we get into that, do you guys want to like talk about kind of how you guys know each other? Yeah. I think that would well, be awesome. I actually was going to tell a story um, of the first time that I ever met Austin. And <laughs> it was a, not that part of it. Anyways, there was like Austin and I met, he uh, sent me an email in like what, 2009? Yeah, 8, 2008, 2009. 2009. Yeah, yeah, 2008, I think it was. <clears throat> yeah. Summer of 2008. Yeah, like May or something like that. It was like May or June. Yeah. Starbucks. That was like 11 years ago. It was Starbucks. That's crazy. Wasn't it? Yeah, Starbucks. Yep. And, uh, and, and you, had, like, a, you hey, had a gym. I had a gym. I had a CrossFit gym. Um, yeah. And he was like, I'm a trainer at, uh, well, what was it that Oz. time? Oz. Oz, Oz then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I had worked at before as well when it was 24 Hour Fitness and then Oz and. Who knows how many other things it's been since then. But yeah. And uh, so I was like, and he's like, I hear you have a CrossFit gym. I would love to like come and see it. And maybe I could, you know, I'm a, I'm a trainer. And, and I was kind of like, dude, I do not know who this guy is. Like I, he could be a serial killer. <laughs> like I really, I was just like, I don't know who he is. So I was like, yeah, I'll meet you at Starbucks. And, um, I show up and he's got a shaved head. He's got his he's got blinging earrings oh, on yeah and and then he's like hey and i'm like oh my gosh okay okay so we chat and i'm like okay he's safe like we can go to the gym it's fine i'll show you the gym we work out and uh like a lot of a lot of um like we would work out and i remember like it's always been a joke that Austin has super short arms, super short legs, and like a long torso, yeah. right? Which you're gonna make fun of my age for my whole life, and I'm gonna talk about the length of your limbs. T Rex. <laughs> but real. I remember watching him move and being like, "What? What is? What is happening right now?" Like trying to figure out like how his body did what it did. Like how does his body stay so upright when he's like squatting and doing all these things how does Anyways, he move so dude, well how does he move so well <laughs> yeah we did some really gross workout on the first one it was really yucky but it wasn't like it, this is this story is a great um like segue into the podcast because i remember you know austin would roll up his durango with his beats on his big old sweat shorts and his, his oh, earrings dude. and he was like he looked like this like tough guy but he just totally wasn't and I remember there was this day at the gym and it was um it was Sophie and Sophie was like a baby she's now like a teenager and um she was the gym was packed I remember it was packed and she was crying like crying really bad and so over walks Austin and just picks her up and she just stopped crying and I was like oh this guy's legit 
Like, he's legit. He could totally stay around in the gym. I don't know if he can coach very well, <laughs> but, man, he holds babies, and babies feel stop like crying. babies stop crying. So you know there's got to be, like, a heart and a soul and a spirit inside of this man that kids are like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. The baby whisper. The baby whisper. <laughs> but that was like one of the one of the, like the first encounters with Austin where I was like, okay, he's totally sticking around mm-hmm. here. And then obviously, as the story goes, years later, uh, I ended up selling my gym to him, which he still owns to this day. And our businesses are like two doors down from each other. So we started Camp Seventeen inside of the den, mm-hmm. and then. Now we're still grew neighbors. And grew and grew and grew and grew and so yeah, we're needs. still needs mm-hmm. needs <laughs> businesses. And then next day, neighbors in life, yeah. bonfires yeah. out in the driveway, mm-hmm. glassy yep. folk. Yep. So welcome to yeah. the podcast. Thanks we're for having me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know what's really cool is when your wife was on. Mm-hmm. I listened to some of it. Yes. She did pretty good. She's all right. She's all right. She's an okay public speaker. Um, So you guys have, you have two kiddos Mm -hmm. right now. And she talked about your kiddos. But then during the podcast, we knew that she was pregnant. Yes. Nobody else knew that she was pregnant. And so it was so, yeah, it was the next day. On Mother's Day, right? Yeah, on Mother's Day. made the the announcement. Yeah. Yeah. It was maybe the day, I think it might have been that day or something, because Mother's Day was on Sunday, and I think we launched it the day afterwards. Yeah. 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 She had had told us that she was, but, and so as we were talking about, she was talking about maybe having other kids, we were Mm. all just like grinning ear to ear because we knew that she had a baby in her belly and... It was so fun just for her to sit there and like, yeah. We had to tell Cody, like, Cody, you have information that nobody else knows. Can you cut this off from the podcast? (laughs) Oh, because it started early. It started a little early because we were just kind of talking, but yeah. So um, tell us, like, what is it like? Tell us about your kiddos. Yeah. And then um, just, yeah, what it's like to be. Well, we got little dude and he's six and uh, he's just your typical boy. Right in the sports and in the pestering his sister and <laughs> does that very well. And then uh, Sassy Bell, she's you know four and she's a typical girl, all girl, and um, yeah, has her daddy wrapped around her finger. And <laughs> Although just, she is all girl, but I heard the other day that you were teaching her how to ride the motorcycle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, she needs to work on some throttle control. But <laughs> Other than that, don't all girls she, need to uh, work on that. Yeah, she she can ride a bike, so we're like, all right, now you can transition to trying a little fifty motorcycle out. Yeah. So she needs some throttle control, but <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, end of summer, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> but she's uh, she's into it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, good. Yeah. And then, um, what about having a baby on the way? How do you uh, feel well, about the third one? I feel that was uh, wasn't planned. We were actually looking more into adoption, mm-hmm. you know, before uh, I made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> in a sense, I mean, it's not a mistake. We're super lucky and yeah. we're super blessed to have a third one on the way. Um, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't planned by any means. So uh, I uh, I heard about that for a month or two <laughs> from from my, from Annie, and uh, but it's. It's good. It, I'm excited to see how um, Little Dude and Sassy Bell kind of 
you know, take on the sort of the role of, you mm-hmm. know, bigger, bigger brother and then, you know, big sissy now and uh, see how they uh, adapt to the, the new yeah. baby. So yeah. we're well, about like a couple months away yeah. into September, I think. And just wondering what that little human's going to be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, is she going to be a mix of both of them or is she going to be spicier than one or is she going to be like spicy and soft like she's probably well she or he I don't know we, we're, we're, so we're not finding out Yeah. so it's going to be a surprise which so, I love I know I'm excited I love that. do you think it's a boy or a girl like in your guts Ugh. <laughs> right now in my guts it's going to be I feel like it's a girl okay yeah I, at first I felt like boy Annie felt pretty strong about boy, and then uh, just like the last month or so, I'm like, I don't know. I feel like it might be a be a baby girl, but yeah. we'll find out. I'm oh excited my gosh. though. Gosh, yeah. So, yeah. So, what's the difference? Uh, what's the biggest difference between being a father to a girl and a father to a boy? Um. Well, just like your typical, like things you can think about like Huddy or boys or like he's into sports and you know roughhousing and wrestling and and then you know you have you know your girl which is you know she she wants to dance right yeah. <laughs> and dress up in princess you know attire and put makeup on and so those are like your you know your typical kind of like you know ideas of boy and girl but mm-hmm. um, for me like my heart for for Huddy is, uh, I just, I think I'm a little harder on him, mm-hmm. just to be honest. And, uh, you know, like tough love. Whereas Capri, it's like super, I'm, I feel like it's super, I just like melt. Like, <laughs> like ah, whatever you want, sis. Like, you can have it all. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's different for oh, yeah. sure. It yeah. is different. I've always, you know, I always wanted to have kids, you know, that, as long as I can remember. You know, I was like, I want to be a dad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'd be cool to be a dad. We we had a big family. Um, my dad's like one of nine, so there's like Dang. 32 grandkids on that side. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah, there's we we grew up just with kids on kids. There's just huge, huge, huge family gathering. So I was like, I, I always wanted to have some kids of my own. Okay, and I always wanted to have like one of each, just okay. so I can just have experience of the yeah. both dynamics. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. it's different. How does uh, how does Hudson challenge you? Um, oh, jeez, he. Um, that's a good question. I. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, obviously, every day is a challenge with that guy. Um, you know, I just think looking at his heart and like just the little the little boy, little dude that he is. Um, just trying to cultivate, like, you know, a respectful little dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and not, not like, he just wants to do everything and just wants to, he wants to be sort of a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I see some things in him that I see in myself, you know, and I'm like, you know, he won't really try unless he knows he can do a pretty like a good job at it mm-hmm. instead of like okay it's okay if you mess up or it's okay if you fail mm-hmm. so like just challenging him in that way and, and kind of guiding him that way and like it's okay you're not supposed to be great at everything like mm-hmm. it's, you, like <laughs> try to 
bring it into more of a learning experience from them versus like, well, I'm not going to do it because, you know, I'm not going to be that good at it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, ah, that's not the right attitude that I want you to have. Yeah. Like, you're six. Yeah. Like, you're, this is all new stuff. Yeah. Right? yeah. So you're just learn it all, try a bunch of stuff, and uh, figure out kind of what you enjoy or what you like as you grow up. Yeah. But let's be real. He is really good at almost everything. Like, almost everything. <laughs> he like, really he's, is. like, sitting in the garage like, oh, watch me do an ollie. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. But he was, like, trying to do muscle-ups when he was three. He was yeah. wanting to pick up. He was, I remember, I mean, he was probably, like, barely walking. And he could, like, jump over the barbell with, like, the weight on it. And there was adults that were watching him do it in the gym. Like, I can't even do that. Mm -hmm. Like, two-footed jumping. I mean, he's so, like, grown up. Or the box jumps. I remember yeah. him doing box jumps. Yeah. yeah. Or, well, but, I mean, part of it is, like, I remember on his first birthday, you got him a Strider bike, and you're like, mm -hmm. yeah, this kid's gonna learn to ride a bike. <laughs> he might, have, might have been a little early on that. <laughs> but you were so excited about it. Like, yeah. you just wanted him. I just wanted him to try and learn and, like, yeah. you know, experience it. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, well, he's just trying to be engaged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool um, even hearing you talk about about him and just even how, like you even said, like how he challenges you, but yet um, reminding him of certain things. Because I feel like even as a coach, like we're all coaches and we have people that are really easy to coach, but mm -hmm. then we have people who are really frustrating to coach. They're typically similar to you, right? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating because it's part of my it's own part problem. of me. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. so I feel sometimes when... And I'm sure it would be the same almost with kids, but almost a, a more plugged in connection because literally they are a like a part of you. Like and so it's it's I know like when I'm coaching someone and I'm just like, man, like just do something. You know? And mm -hmm. then I'm doing a workout and I'm like, just do something, <laughs> you know, and I make that connection where I'm like, whoa. So it almost it gives me a little bit more grace for them, but it also puts things into perspective a little bit more as to like what I need to grow and then also what they need to grow. And so being willing to make those changes myself, even though they feel so far apart from somebody who is just not moving, you know, like mm -hmm. just push the sled, you mm -hmm. know, like just keep your feet moving. But I'm past that point where now I know I need to just keep the sled moving. But my just get the sled moving looks different now in my life because now I'm past that point. But now it's just keep the things moving that are difficult for you to keep moving. And so it's so cool to see when parents are with their children because you do see when somebody, like when the kids are challenging, where whether it be they're asking too many questions or they're asking a lot of questions or <laughs> they are... Um, not really sure what to do. They're just not listening. And, and so, but as I think what's really cool and even like what you said, like even making the identifying that like, gosh, like I struggle with that too. You mm -hmm. know, like I want to be good at everything because everybody wants to be good yep. at the things that they do, but still being willing to, you know, like even take your own advice as you're parenting your child because, yeah. We're not done yet, like as adults, you know, but sometimes we feel like we're done and our kids have, or even younger kids have all of these opportunities in front of them and we have none. So we don't actually have to follow the same structure that we provide for them when really it's like, no, we're not done yet either. It just looks different. Right. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Which I think that was, that's just, that's cool that you're like, hey, like making that connection between mm-hmm. the two. Well, I think like for like raising kids, it's like they're going to watch you um, more so than they're going to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like you have to sort of lead with your actions. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to just mimic, they want to be just like you. Mm-hmm. So like they want to. They want to please you. They want to do all the things they want. You know, they, they just, they're just looking for you to guide them and direct them. Like, okay. And like, if you're, if they're anything like me when I was growing up is I would try to get away with as much as I could right before I got in trouble. I was mm-hmm. like, where's that red line? And so it's like, you know, being consistent with, with everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they're watching you even though you don't think they are. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's, you know, for me it was something that. You know, I'm not much of a talker, right? I usually try to let sort of just my actions do the the talking for me. I'm not, you know, I'll get excited and and, and that, but I'm not going to like necessarily pull somebody aside and like have a heart to heart. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm working on it, but mm-hmm. um, usually it's like my actions and then like sort of like that cheerleading kind of like big brother sort of big fathering mm-hmm. kind of um, blanket, right? Or like that comfort, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to like, tug on a ton of heartstrings like Annie will just split you open right and just like <laughs> yeah. pull you apart you're like oh my gosh how do you do that that's not what I was blessed with you yeah. know so but yeah no it's it's the best hardest job in the world yeah right? being, yeah being a dad I bet yeah how about Capri so how does Capri mm. challenge you um she's actually I feel we're probably similar more similar than Hudson and I um, so I feel like we're gonna we're gonna bonk heads here pretty soon. <laughs> when gonna, she gets yeah. some momentum. <laughs> yeah, she's getting there. She's you know she's definitely talking more and she's in, just engaging and trying. To, she just kind of like starts to sort of make believe and like okay, you're gonna do this and we're gonna play that and I'm gonna be you know the baby the baby um, doggy and you're gonna be the daddy doggy and you're just like okay. So she's like starting to like have her imagination go. Mm-hmm. Um, Challenging wise, I, I just, for me, I just like, I think this is protection. Yeah. 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 Um, I used to not really worry so much when Honey's at the park or, mm-hmm. so I think for me, it's not so much like she's necessarily challenging me right now. It's just like, I, I'm, I'm way more protective mm-hmm. over her than I, I was with Huddy. How do you like, yeah, dude, you're fine. You scraped your knee, no big deal, dude. Put a Band-Aid on it, you're fine. Yeah. You know, and she, anything's like, pick her up and hold her and just, and like, I don't know, I, I worry, I worry more about her than I do Huddy for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because she's my girl or what, but, yeah, I definitely, I've been a little bit more, like, per, definitely more protective when I, when she's, like, sort of out of my sight. She's, I worry about her more than I worry about, about Huddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that's a good dad trait to have anyway. Yeah. You know, like just watching over your kids. And, oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Don't mess with them. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be good. I will go to jail gladly. <laughs> um, what is your... Um, so I think I think this question might... I'm hoping that it won't be confusing because I'm like running around it in my head, like trying to get it out. Um, but I think like as as we grow up, or like as children, um, you know, we, we talk about this a lot, how we, um, as individuals, we sort of sometimes put away some of the most authentic parts of who we are to stay like attached in our families and be, to be able to, 
like um, to, you know, sometimes we feel like maybe we're, we're too much. So then we try to not be in, like we try to be a little bit less than, or, you know, we try to be something um, that we're not so that we're just more palatable for everyone and just easier for everybody. I don't know that every kid like necessarily does that, but um, with, with like what you see in your children um, and the things about them that you're like, I hope you never lose this. I hope the world never squashes this in you. What would you say for each of the kids are those things that you, for Hudson, where, where, what are, what is it that you hope that the world never squashes and that you will like give your left arm to continue to cultivate, um, in them as, as radi- raising like little blessings in the world instead of bummers. Yeah, that's, she's going deep on me right now. <laughs> um, hmm. Or you can start with Capri. Yeah. Um, I think for Huddy Boy, um, he's, he's super tender. Yeah. And so, I feel like as a man or as you grow up and, you know, become a man or a boy or whatever, teenager, I feel like, uh, you know, our culture has this like, you know, you know, hardened side, like, man, you need to, you know, not show emotion. And, and, uh, it's, you know, it's something that is not necessarily encouraged Yeah. where, um, I hope that Huddy doesn't lose that sort of tender yeah. side. Um, he's super, super tender, super soft. Um, so I hope that the world doesn't squash that away from him. Yeah. How do you, can we, can we stay on this? Cause I actually think this is like such a, because you, because you, you guys as parents and you as a father and you as a man, like there's, there is that part of who you are that is so tender and so, uh, so caring and so Papa like, mm-hmm. um, for like, let's say that there are dads out there listening uh, or that there are moms out there listening, that there are people out there listening that um, like want to better cultivate that in men. Like, how do we as a culture and you don't have to answer it as a culture, but how mm-hmm. do we how do how does a man stay a man and still stay tender? Yeah. That's a great Sorry, question. Sorry, I'm like nailing questions. No, you're there. good. That's a, that's a great question. I don't know if I have like like the right answer because um, we're just... How did you not lose it? Like what do you think in your life has kept you as um, tender and like, I mean, we can use the word emotional, but you are yeah. every bit man. So how, how do we continue to cultivate that in the next generation of, of boys to know that you can be tender and kind and masculine and strong all at the same time. Yeah. I, man, I, I think this might sound like, I don't know. I think just being humble and being okay with being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, so, um, just knowing that nobody's perfect, but, and it's okay to like, you know, it's okay to let out like that caring side, like that fathering yeah. heart. Yeah. Um, and just, just own it, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, humility for sure. And I think sometimes I can almost 
be a little too humble in some areas of my life, which I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, and then just being vulnerable, like, you know, everybody's got stuff, Yeah. you know, and, and it's okay to, you know, let people in that you feel are safe. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel sometimes people can put on their, this front, you know, and like they come across as like this, you know, shaved head earring wearing <laughs> baggy short guy that like, you know, has it all together. And I didn't have shit together. <laughs> yeah. I was still working on it. So, um, yes, you know, but you, you were could, always humble and you were always kind. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, always stay humble. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good old Tim McGraw. Uh, yeah. I just, yeah. I think sometimes we can just put on the, out, on, on the exterior, we can put on like this front. Yeah. Um, but, you know, deep down, it's just, you know, and having, having empathy for yeah. people, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, because you don't know, you don't know what it's like to walk in those shoes, Yeah, you know, so you don't know what they're going through. You don't know, mm. you know, what happened an hour ago. You don't know a week, you know, a year, you don't know what's, what's happening. So yeah. <clears throat> just uh, have empathy for people where they are currently, I think yeah. would, would help. Um, the world a little bit (laughs) be able to you know have that sort of tender side Um, because I think it's it's important I think for fathers and men in this world it's kind of lost yeah you know so bring it back Zach bring it back bring it back Zach (laughs) we'll see you're gonna start running like tenderness men workshops yeah you know it's uh it's something that that but so I, I've I've had the last couple of weeks or month or so being a part of uh, this sort of like father it's like men's mentor Zoom call group. Yeah, are they all fathers or are there some single ones in there? There's some singles yeah. in there. I can see. I'll put a little good word out for you guys. <laughs> yes, please. Um, but yeah, they talked last week. I think it was they talked about fatherhood. Yeah, and um, that I mean they kind of this guy gentleman. Um, Tyler Sutz, I think was his name. He, he, he kind of hollered out like a bunch of statistics on um, fatherlessness. Mm. And like, uh, I think there's like 20 million kids um, without fathers in, in, in the world. Yeah. And that statistic has never gone down since they've kept track. Started, yeah. It's always gone up. And like one in every four kids don't even know who their dad is. Yeah. And it's like, dang, like, so that's so when he said that. And then all the host, all the other problems that come from, you know, not having a father figure there, yeah. right? Or not having, not knowing who your dad is yeah. or, you know, being fatherless. Yeah. And then now that puts more stress on the mom to play both roles. And yeah. it's just like, I think if men would just step up yeah. and own, own it, just like whatever happened, like, just own that, you know, and uh, <clears throat> I, I didn't, yeah. right? Um, I, I didn't um, before uh, before I found Annie. Uh, I was dating a girl, and I didn't own it. Yeah, I uh, we had uh, <laughs> yeah, I just made a mistake, you know, big one. So, um, yeah, it was, um, 
well, pregnant and went through with an abortion and wrecked me, wrecked me pretty hard. Um, that was almost probably, actually, I think, before, obviously before I came and, and met you, um, in 2008, it was like probably 2007, maybe. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I just didn't fight for that, my baby's life, you know, even though, like, the relationship was kind of rocky and, you know, it's no excuse, but, you know, it's just, I didn't fight for that, my child's life, and I went through with it, and, uh, yeah, uh, it's hard, it was super hard, I was like, that was my rock bottom, mm -hmm. super, super tough, and uh, just ran away from it all with drugs and alcohol and more girls and you name it. It was just anything I could do to just get away from the pain of murdering your own kid, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, what? who, who would do that? Mm -hmm. uh, I would. Obviously, I did it. You know, it was just, it was super tough for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. um, but... God is great and used that rock bottom to bring me to where I am today. You know, yeah. I've got two awesome, awesome kids and one on the way. And um, I don't want to like <clears throat> use that one huge mistake as like a, I'm trying to make up for it by being a better dad. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want to like have that like in the back of my mind at all times, but. You know, it's it's there, it's, it's, and it's like something in my heart that'll will never probably be fixed. You know, mm -hmm. it'll always be a hole in there. You know, and yeah. uh, look forward to meeting that little guy or girl <laughs> some someday soon. You know, yeah. but yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to go down That's, that tangent. No, it's good. Thank you for yeah. thank you for like yeah. sharing that and and sharing that part of your story. And I think um, because you're not alone. Yeah. You know, like you're not alone. There's so many people that that have chosen that and very few, I feel like, not very few, but very few that I have met that have really allowed it to affect them mm -hmm. in a way that brings it to the present because it is a choice that that you made collectively, obviously, and by weighing it, but on the outside of it, looking back and just saying, I can't, not necessarily that you can't believe that you did it, but there's something, there's something that you gained from that moment to now yeah. that would, with what you have now, you would have changed that like mm -hmm. back then. And so that is that experience between the moments, like even now, when you have people that, you know, men that are in your shoes now that are with someone, whether they be serious or whether they're not serious and they end up pregnant and then they make a choice and whatever that space between that moment and like your life now, something happened like that perspective, like needs to be shared more often, yeah. you know, because it is, it's just like, yes or no, or I can't believe that I did it. And there's such shame there mm -hmm. that it doesn't stop that from happening because the power of of even just you sharing what you just shared um and just allowing it to affect you and feeling it 
is honestly like a really big part of what we're missing, you know? And inspiring you to, because you're not trying to be a better father out of guilt, right? right? Or out of shame, because shame is that you have kept this all in hiding Mm -hmm. and you haven't addressed your story, but you've addressed your story and you've talked about it and you've shared it and you've felt it and it's inspired you to be a, a father, Right. Because I think for so, I think for so many men, whether it's like they were, they just weren't a good dad. And so, because I didn't know what to do, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're like, I could have done something better. So I'm going to do something else instead of being paralyzed. I think there's just so many fathers that don't know what to do. And so they don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And they allow the shame and the guilt. And like, I don't know what to do because we don't, we don't create spaces for people to be able to deal with their pain. Like we don't, you know, I remember the day where at the gym where there was like that moment of you dealing with your pain of like Mm -hmm. having the conversation about it and just it being this like, like crazy moment of, of, of feeling it and dealing with it. But we just don't. And we, and we talk about this all the time because we just don't have spaces in the world where we get to be so messy with all of it. And, and be able to like navigate and walk through it. We're all just left to like hide by ourselves. And then you have men who are like just running for the hills because they don't know what to do. And then Mm -hmm. they probably most of the time want to come back, but they're like, I already totally messed up. Like nobody's going to want me back. I'm not good enough. And then there is the downward spiral of just Mm -hmm. being absent. Right. Or just not knowing how to be a dad and then just being an absent dad. Right. You know, yeah. whether physically, whether physically absent, emotionally absent, spiritually absent. Um, but so can you just start like inspiring men to be so <laughs> present? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's, um, uh, it's, I just, if whoever's listening out there, just, it's not, it's not worth it. Um, to, to make two mistakes or to just run from it or to, to hide from it. It's, uh, it's, it's not worth it. There's so many other ways that I could have handled that situation and I wish that I would have, um, but I can't change, change that. Right. And, and God used that for, um, basically to bring me back to him. Mm -hmm. Right. And to cultivate like my heart and to build a relationship and, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like it's, you feel sometimes stuck and you feel like there's no way out, you know, and you just, it's just not, it's not worth it, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not. And so I just feel like, you know, just, um, be okay with being a little messy. Um, and, um, forgiving yourself right? yeah that's yeah. that's been a struggle yeah mm-hmm. for sure it's been a, 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 a big one for me yeah um like just it's not no one else is keeping you on the hook except for you yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and we all say like forgiveness is not for that person it's for yeah. the, you right? yeah mm-hmm. and then obviously this is a different situation because yeah. you know i'm the one that made that made that choice and i, I didn't fight for for that child, so, mm-hmm. um, but it's it is what it is, and I have to you know move on and, and grow from that. Yeah, it just took me a while. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. So to your little sassy bell, mm-hmm. what would you what would you hope that the world would never squash in her? I would hope that she has that just that heart of bravery and um, just the tenacity to chase after her dreams. Mm. You know, not uh, not feel less than or feel like she has to compare herself to this person or that person or a Cosmo magazine or yeah. whoever she sees on Instagram with all the thousand filters that are on those pictures. It's like mm-hmm. just be be you girl like just just own it because god made you perfect right (laughs) like it's just you know i couldn't you you can't yeah Yeah. she's just she's everything she's awesome Mm -hmm. i remember uh listening to a podcast years ago and there was a there was a man it was uh his name is jonathan helser and he was talking about his daughter and he was talking i'm in i'm in target at this point and i'm listening on my headphones in target and I have a bunch of things that I need to buy and uh, ridden my bike to Target. So I like needed to get my things at Target, you know. Um, and I remember listening to this podcast where uh, he's he his daughter went out. Uh, his daughter went out shopping with with mom and she bought a dress and she came. She came back from the store with the dress. And I think he was like mowing the lawn or something. And she came out and she twirled in front of her dad. And he was like, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful. You look so beautiful. And so then he said he remembers the next day he's doing something else. She comes out and she twirls in her dress and, and he says, oh my gosh, I can't remember what her name was. Haven, I think. Haven, you have never looked more beautiful than you do in this moment right now. And then the next day she came back in her dress and she twirled and he said she'd just come back every day mm-hmm. and I am I had to leave Target because I was sobbing I was like I don't even know what aisle I was in but I remember I had to leave because I was like bawling at this point I had to just go home on my bike and not go back to Target I had to make another <laughs> run later but I think um you know I think that that place of a father validating the beauty of his daughter she won't be she won't be fooled by the words of the world. She won't be fooled by the filters of the world. Mm-hmm. She won't be fooled, um, you know, by the boy who wants something from her that's not willing to take care of her because she got she got the validation and the affirmation of her father that she is beautiful, that she is worth it, that she is protected, that she is safe, and she gets to learn that. And so when I watch the two of you interact, I'm like, oh, how lucky that little girl is that she will never question like she might question a lot of things and she's going to be a little fireball and she's going to give you a run for your money for sure. But she's never going to have to wonder if she's never going to have to wonder about whether or not she's enough. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. she just won't ever have to wonder if she's enough, if she's beautiful. She'll never have to go like looking and searching for something of that because you you have reminded her every single day that she won't wonder. But then we go out wondering, like, but am I enough? And then we mm-hmm. as women go look for like, oh, I'm out at the bar. Like, oh, who's gonna 
who's going to affirm my beauty today? Or, you know, we go on social media or we go on Tinder and like, ooh, he slid. I don't mm-hmm. know which direction you swipe to uh, go. Right? Maybe which whichever, whichever way you go to swipe to yeah. wonder, like, am yeah. I enough? And I just look at she's the gonna, dad that you are and yeah. she won't she won't wonder that. She's going to walk into the room and be like, I own this place. <laughs> you should be looking at me right now. Are you kidding me? Let's go. <laughs> Uh, oh, it's so true. Uh, I'm okay with that. She's yeah. a little overconfident. It's great. <laughs> I love that thing. <clears throat> oh, that's adorable. Um, so what, what has been your biggest surprise as being a dad? Like your biggest hmm. surprise and like from where you're like, I did not see that coming. Cause I think we can all like I I can sit out and I could say like a dad or just a parent in general, um, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't I don't get surprised too often. Um, I, I I can't think of anything off the top of my head really. Um, like, is it everything you expected it to be? Yeah, I mean, I I, I knew it was going to be tough. Like, I. I knew it was, you have to be quick on your feet and you just got to take it one day at a time, one hour at a time, every, you know, it just seems like they can, you know, flip on a switch pretty quick. Yeah. One minute they're happy, they're playing, the next minute it's like, you know, she's crying or he's, you know, crying. You're like, oh my gosh, you were fine like literally two minutes ago. (laughs) You know, so you just have to. Just be patient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have a lot of patience and just, uh, you know, just to be present for every situation. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if it's like I'm surprised. It's just like, oh, yeah, here we go again, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, although Hudson did peek in my mouth, mouth once. Like, I'm holding <laughs> up and just like shot every, all of it in my mouth. And I spit it all over myself. And the Annie goes to look for a camera or a phone to take a video. I'm like, give me a napkin. <laughs> and she was just laughing hysterically trying to take a picture of... That it was, was so gross, funny. but that was, a, I guess, a surprise. For that sure. was a really big uh, surprise. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, that just happened. That just happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that's, that was... Just be ready for it. Be patient. Yeah. Adapt. That's funny. I have, so what would be, um, what's your, like, your dad superpower? So, like, the thing that you can do that you know that, like, your kids are absolutely going to love or, like, uh, like, grandma superpower, I think, is, like, taking them to ice cream. Like, you just know that it's going to be, everybody's going to be on board, everybody's going to be in line, but what's, like, your, like, if it's different between the two kids, like, what is it? Is it... Like doing something with Capri that's specific or with Hudson that's specific where you just know that without a doubt that you are making a connection with your kid and like just feeding their heart like they just like are ready to explode. Like, Do you have one? Mm, how do you obviously just quality time like just being with them playing with them. Mm-hmm. So teaching them sports or just engaging with them and encouraging them there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have any superpowers there. Just uh, he just yeah. likes to be with you. All yeah, time. he just he's more of like, hey, dad, watch me, watch me do this, watch me do that. Where Capri can kind of be fine to go play in a room by herself, mm-hmm. you know, for a little bit. 
uh, Capri lately has wanted to dance like it's her wedding day. Oh. <laughs> She's like, can we dance like it's my wedding? And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> You're four. So basically it just means like slow dance, right? Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm just yeah. like, oh, oh my God. Is this really happening? You know? Yeah, I'm lo- I'm loving it, but it's like, oh my gosh, like fast forward like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> 30, 30, 34. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, uh, yeah. I just think, like, for me, just being engaged, mm-hmm. being off my phone, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, I'll, you know, come home from work or whatnot, and I just get caught sometimes on my phone, and, you know, there'll be, there'll be days where I'm, I'm, how do you, like, daddy, 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 and Annie, like, looks at me and goes, yo, He's he's asked for you like five. I'm like, oh yeah, here you go. Mm-hmm. So I just have to put my phone away. Yeah, you, know, you can get caught just surfing the social. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you just you're not you're not you're there physically, but you're not really mm-hmm. there. You know? Yeah, you're just you know kind of I don't have time yet, and I'm not ready. You know, it's just yeah. Like, sometimes it's nice to have a little bit of. You know, Andy and I always talk like, what do we used to do with all our free time before we had kids? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, what do we yeah. do? You know, but that's kids that'll do. They'll teach you. It'll bring out stuff in you that you didn't think you had. <laughs> yeah. It just teaches you stuff. You're like, oh my gosh, I do this. You know, you just, you learn, you learn a lot about yourself when you have kids. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what is like, let's, is it, is, are we working towards wrapping up? We are. Yeah. yeah. We've, got okay. about, uh, we've got about 10 minutes left. Awesome. So yeah. if you could... Um, like obviously every dad's going to have a different piece of advice for raising daughters, raising sons. But if you could like give your like one piece of dad advice for dad's boys Mm -hmm. and then your one piece of advice from Austin Stack for dads raising little girls, what would that be? As simple as or as complex. Yeah, as I think like just in, to... in general, maybe not so specific to boy or girl, but um, I heard this. It was like a, it was like an, I was in high school. I don't know why it stuck with me, but it was like <laughs> a Grant Hill thirty for thirty on ESPN. Yeah, and he talked about the the biggest um, impact that his dad had on himself on mm. Grant Hill. And he's just a, a Hall of Fame basketball player. Went to Duke, just standout athlete. He said that. Um, his dad always, there was always contact. Mm. It was either a pat on the back or a pat on the butt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said that it was so great because I always knew where I stood, mm. you know, with, with my father. Mm. He was either there encouraging me, picking me up, saying, hey, you can do it. Or, hey, son, probably shouldn't do that. And yeah. a little spank on the butt, right? And yeah. Like, so it was just like always directing, always encouraging, always like engaged in there for yeah. for your kid. I know it kind of sounds like well duh no brainer, but you know it's definitely um, we can get caught up in just only discipline, 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 discipline. Like you're yeah. doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, you're doing this wrong, right? And then there's it's like you got to give them the good and and the yeah. bad. Yeah. You know, like when they do something right, you got to encourage them, and when they need to be corrected, there needs to be some encouragement there. Yeah. So. Um, that would be, I guess, my advice for just general, yeah. you know, 
Again, I've only been doing this for six years, so <laughs> let's come back in about ten. ten more after yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's we have a teenager. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just a process as well. Like, I'm learning. I'm sure I'm, I know that I've probably already messed up Huddy's heart a little bit and Capri's heart with something that I've done wrong, and I'm going to probably continue. I know I'm going to continue to make mistakes, but I think being able to, when you do make those mistakes, is um, apologizing. Mm-hmm. You know, like saying sorry because uh, I wasn't really shown that. Yeah. Um, you know, it was more of like, well, I did the best that I could, right? Or, yeah. you know, or just no apology at all. Yeah. And you're like, well, no one's perfect, right? Yeah. We all make mistakes. But so owning those and, you know, saying, hey, you know, son, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't yeah. have said that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, already, I've done that a ton of times, you know. Yeah. And it's just like letting them know. Like, and actually, just recently, I've been asking him um hey buddy like is there anything i could do to be better Mm. you know like giving him the opportunity to say like i need help too like help me be a better dad and he usually doesn't say anything like no dad you're good man you're good you know but you know i'm hoping that there might be a time where he's like you know what dad like when you did this it kind of hurt me or hey dad you you know you, you 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 weren't quite engaged last night or whatever it might be but like giving him a platform to speak into my life of like hey you know this is where you could improve yeah Mm -hmm. i think is something that i actually just started doing the last like month or two yeah you know yeah that's pretty great so i hear you coming back to humility again (laughs) so so good Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not easy but there's it's 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 sorry it's simple it's not easy right mm-hmm. like the the process of it is not necessarily an easy thing but being able to walk humbly in situations can make a massive difference i really like that how could how could i like how could i be better at what i'm doing That's mm-hmm. really and just awesome. yeah just getting in their perspective yeah right and you giving know. him a safe enough space to give you feedback yeah. and to engage with you in such a way that's not just like agreeing with everything that you say. Totally. Yeah. yeah totally. Like yeah. I want him to be able to tell me because I want him to have that opportunity because then hopefully at some point I don't have to ask him. Yeah. Right. He'll mm-hmm. be like 12. I'm like, yo, bro, <laughs> yeah. that wasn't cool that you did that. I'm like, yeah. oh man, sorry. I didn't even yeah. know. You know, yeah, I yeah. apologize. So I'm hoping that that can just like allow him the freedom to be like, yo, dad, that didn't, that wasn't cool with me. Yeah. Okay, like holding each other accountable. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of two way. That's really street. awesome. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. really awesome. And even to let him know that his voice has weight in your life. One hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like it—it's not just you're not just the dad that's just telling, like you said, like just correcting them and disciplining them and telling them what to do all the time. Right. But you're like, but there's actually a part where you know you feel like if you have if if where it's like that two way. It's like, okay, like we can go back and forth and we can make each other better. Mm-hmm. And not just because I'm your dad, do I know everything and what you, you have and what you say is important to me. Yeah. And it's important enough for me to make changes and to, and not only what you say, but you are important enough for me to, you know, listen and, and to make those, those changes, those differences. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Cool. Austin Stack, any last words? Not really, no. Okay. It's been fun. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, yeah. thanks for sharing. That was 
Yeah. That was really awesome. Yeah. yeah. You're one of my favorite dudes. Oh, thanks. <laughs> love you, sis. <laughs> I love you, too. Um, so you can find uh, Austin at Stack Austin on Instagram. You can also find uh, the gym at Den underscore fitness underscore training. It's a big one. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a mouthful. Um, or denmethod.com or den.fit. Uh, uh, yep. yep. All the goodies. So you can go and find him and his wonderful gym and uh, learn and grow, get your butt kicked, all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can find um, you can find us at drop.gym on Instagram, drop.gym on Facebook, uh, chantel.dayton on Instagram, and Lou Crenshaw um, on Instagram. You can also visit our website at dropgym.com. So until next time. Real quick, though, I oh, just want to yes. say, I know this is kind of like a ladies thing, so ladies reach out to like the fellas or husbands or brothers or uncles or whoever, like if, if anyone's struggling or anyone's going through anything or has come across some, some tough situations and they just want somebody to listen to them, just uh, send, them, send them my way. Yeah. What's, and, do you have uh, an email address? Um, yeah, austin at den.fit. Yeah, that's good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm here for you guys. All right, cool. Thank you. Thanks, Austin. Bye. Bye.